Ladies and gentlemen, now is the time for the host with no filter and the millennial who keeps him in check. Get ready for the stories that matter to you. It's Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro and Jamie D. All right. What's up, guys? What's going on, everybody? Uh, it is Pushing the Limits time. So oh, yeah. Glad, so glad you could join us on a very nice, what I call it, a Tuesday. Donald Trump arraignment day. Um, this is your national holiday. Yes. <laughs> can you hear me, by the way, Jamie? I can't really hear myself. I can hear you. Okay, good. That's all that counts, I guess. But uh, anyway, it is Trump arraignment day. It is Tuesday. And it is a, I guess you could call it a historic day, right? That's what it is. So we're going to dive into it, uh, exactly what has taken place and what is still taking place now as we speak. Um, it's really, really incredible. Coming up at the bottom of the hour to get reaction to what has taken place today in this Trump indictment. Uh, the former Republican chair here in the state of Nevada, Amy Tarkanian, will be joining us to kind of get her thoughts on everything and uh, kind of break everything down here. Uh, I will tell you, I saw some video and some some photos of Donald Trump today not looking too, too happy. He looks over it. Well, he's not looking too... Uh, I guess jubilant as he normally would be. He's looking not, just as orange, though. Not a lot of smiling. Um, he looks stressed out. He looks like a guy that, you know, is facing the music. So uh, we'll talk about that. Hour number two, uh, legendary, and I mean legendary, basketball coach, NBA, college. Lon Kruger will be joining us, former UNLV coach. Kind of break down the game last night. The UConn Huskies, man, were able to. Get it done and win the national Take championship. The so Lon Kruger will be joining us in hour number two to kind of uh, break down, that down. But let's start with what, of course, is the not only the biggest news story of the day, the biggest news story of the year, but perhaps one of the biggest news stories that we will see in our lifetime. And that is a former president of the United States being indicted. And the first thing that comes to my mind is that he was charged with 34 felony counts. These are not misdemeanors, felony counts. For falsifying business records. Yes, yeah, allegedly. Crazy. 34, let me repeat that, felony counts. And if you want to know the people that are hanging around Donald Trump today, the people that surround themselves around Donald Trump that are supporting Donald Trump, George Santos. <laughs> George Santos. Jamie D, do you know who George Santos is? Go ahead and tell us. Who is George uh, Santos? A compulsive liar and fraudster who is uh, shamed even by his own party, US uh, who lied about uh, everybody. And everything involving his life, his mother's death. George Santos is protesting for Donald Trump today. Wonderful human being. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Three-toe Marjorie. Um, it didn't go very well for her today. The anti-Semitic racist pig. Um, New York City. The good people of New York have, have, have shoved her out of there. Uh, her little protest didn't go very well, and she left. Uh, but did you hear what she was saying on her interviews yeah. about Donald Trump? I actually want to tell you one thing she said. It had me cackling. Because I'm sitting here just like, why would you? Okay, so <laughs> Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene says Donald Trump's arrest <laughs> puts him in the likeness of Nelson Mandela in Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was going to get Ma'am. Yeah. Ma'am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you read that. She tweeted that out. I was going to get. Let me, let me be very Ghetto. clear. There is no comparison. They are opposites between Nelson Mandela, a hero, a wonderful man, and Donald J. Trump. 
Please. A treasonous coward pig. Please. Um, and she's comparing Donald Trump to Jesus. I don't think Jesus. That is a slap in the face to people who well, are listen, religious. Listen, she might be making a good point because perhaps Jesus had unprotected sex with a porn star uh, oh, please after uh, after having a child. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that maybe Jesus no, did that. Jesus but listen, I'm not surprised Marjorie <laughs> Taylor Greene is making statements like that. Many on the alt right are. And I'm not surprised. Another guy who's, by the way, at Donald Trump's side, even though he's not Donald Trump's attorney, spending time with him today by his side, Jason Miller, one of Donald Trump's campaign advisors, a man who, by the way, didn't even pay his own child support and misled the courts with payments that he made from the Trump campaign. Yes, Jason Miller, somebody else. Uh, and I'll tell you something. There's a lot more people that want Donald Trump to go to jail in New York City today, if you look at the videos and the shots, than people that are defending Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right now. So a, a very interesting moment today. Some people might not find this to be too important, but I kind of do. So moments after Donald Trump learned the charges that were filed against him, which are all very serious, by the way. These are 34 counts, possible felonies. Mm-hmm. As he's walking out of this door, the camera sees him walking out. And there are a couple officers in front of him, court officers, and the officer in front of him doesn't hold the door open for him. The door kind of shuts in his face, and Donald (laughs) Trump has to hold the door for himself. I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting moment, and I feel like that's like something that maybe he's never had to do before, at least the last five or six, seven years. Yeah. You know, door kind of shut in his face, and he opens the door. I'm not a psychologist, but I can tell you right now, Donald Trump not look very happy today. He looked stressed out. He looked like a guy that's, you know, being arraigned. He looked like a guy that is facing serious charges. Like any other person in America. And, you know, again, 34 counts, all felonies, falsifying business records. These are serious charges. And, you know, they it's kind of like the OJ chase, only this wasn't a chase where the moments that uh, Donald Trump left the Trump Tower in, in, you know, with the Secret Service and went to the courthouse And, you know, it's a media frenzy. We knew that this was going to happen, though. This isn't a surprise. But let me explain, Jamie, to Republicans out there that are saying this case is weak. It's a nothing burger. By the way, we still don't have all the evidence. Uh, Bragg is supposed to be holding a press conference at 1230 today. So we still don't even know all the evidence. We might learn. I'm assuming we're going to learn more at the bottom of the hour. And we don't know if Donald Trump's going to make a statement or not. But let me just explain to people out there. It doesn't end here for Donald Trump. If you're one of those people that thinks that this is a nothing burger and it's going to be a slap on the wrist, he's going to be innocent to the MAGAs out there who I love so much. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of the Georgia probe Mm -hmm. into election interference? The phone call that Donald Trump had with the secretary of state of Georgia. That's going to be an indictment. I guarantee you because there's evidence because we have the phone call. That's number one. How about the Justice Department's investigation into Donald Trump? Attorney General Merrick Garland appointing Justice Department Prosecutor Jack Smith last year to serve as a special counsel into two federal investigations against Trump. And one of them, whether Trump or his allies unlawfully interfered in the certification of the 2020 election results Mm -hmm. involving possibly Mark Meadows, former Vice President Mike Pence, who will probably be forced to testify. Uh, Did we forget about that case as well? What about the lawsuits from E. Jean Carroll, who's accusing Donald Trump of rape? Mm. Did we forget about that? There's a rape case that's open involving Donald Trump. Now, even though it's a civil case, it is an open rape case involving Donald Trump. Did we forget about that? What about the New York State's civil lawsuit? 
with Attorney General James filed this lawsuit against Trump, his three adult children, and his business entities in September for allegedly manipulating property values to obtain investments and loan benefits over numerous years. Mm. This is, the state is seeking $250 million. (laughs) And I'm not even getting into yet the classified documents that were found at Mar-a-Lago. It's one case after another, after another, after another. And by the way, to show you how despicable the Trump family is, just now, seconds ago, mm-hmm. Donald Trump Jr. just posted a picture of the judge in this case, his daughter on Truth Social. Mm. His daughter. Mm. That is who these people are. And it is utterly disgusting. This is who the Trump family is. Oh, wow. And to the Republicans out there, that continue to support him like the Santoses and the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Matt Gates and the Jim Jordans and the Kevin McCarthy's history will remember this. Mm-hmm. They are going to remember all of you on this day. And I got to tell you something, posting a picture of a judge presiding over this case of this judge's daughter That's obviously ridiculous. has done absolutely nothing wrong. The only oh, reason wow. why that should be a crime. The only reason why That's Donald horrible. Trump Jr. would do this, it is a threat because there are crazy people out there. Now, let's just say hypothetically speaking, Jamie, mm-hmm. and I hope this doesn't happen. I pray that this doesn't happen. But hypothetically speaking, if there is a crazy person out there and we know there are crazy people out there, Everywhere. some of them happen to be Donald Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. If a crazy person out there finds their picture. And Donald Trump Jr. sadly has a large platform and a lot of followers. Yep. Over 9.7 million followers. That's correct. It's a (laughs) lot of people. And finds this picture and decides to act on it, possibly with some sort of violent act, which I hope does not happen. Now, obviously, we would blame the person who committed the crime. But wouldn't we also say that Donald Trump Jr. incited it by posting this picture? Donald Trump has also gone after the Manhattan DA, like so many Republicans have done, and claimed that, you know, they're weaponizing this and it's all political. Let me repeat that once again. I remember back when there were judges that presided, uh, there was a, a judge that was Mexican, and Donald Trump did the same thing with this judge as well. By the way, NBC producer who was in the courtroom reporting that the baseball bat tweet and other threats were brought up in the courtroom today. This is very. Mm. This just happened moments ago. Judge said he was concerned about them. Trump lawyers claimed free speech. Unclear if there will be a gag order or not, but what they're referring to, thank you, uh, Justin, what they were referring to, if you remember, there was a picture that Donald Trump did not take responsibility for. Apparently, it was somebody that worked for him that went on Truth Social. It's a picture of him with a baseball bat mm-hmm. and a picture of Bragg right next to him. Mm-hmm. Trump was asked about that even in a Sean Hannity interview. And of course, in only Trump fashion, he took absolutely no responsibility for it. Mm. And I'm so glad that they talked about that in a courtroom. I am so glad because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, you are inciting violence when you do something like that. Yep, You are inciting violence yep just like what he did before january 6th and the chickens are coming home to roost ladies and gentlemen it's not just about these 34 felony counts which by the way may be very serious and we're going to learn more bragg is holding a press conference at the bottom of the hour we have amy tarkanian coming up here in a few minutes a donald trump that i saw was not the donald trump that was boasting on a on a stage a campaign rally that was not the donald trump that i saw today right i believe maybe realization is coming to Donald Trump that he might be in some trouble. 
and he has a lot of legal battles that he has to face. Hey, you're innocent until proven guilty in this country. I know a lot of Republicans don't want to say that when it comes to Hunter Biden and the Biden family and the Hunter Biden laptop and Hillary Clinton and all the, you know, it's only when it's convenient for them. But Donald Trump is innocent until proven guilty, Mm -hmm. but his attorneys are going to have to defend him and fight these charges. And there's going to be many more charges coming. But I got to tell you, Jamie, when I heard that there were 34 felony counts, I was a little bit surprised. I thought that there would be a few felony counts. That's a lot of felony counts. That I mean, when you've been doing dirt for so many years and you think that you could just sweep it under the rug, it's going to all come to light. They, the famous saying is what's done in the dark will come to light. You have to think about it. There are so many different things that Trump has run away from. He can't keep running his entire life. He just can't. And at the end of the day, he's now facing his music. And if you if you look at the way he looks in his pictures, this is a face of a man who knows all of his crap has finally caught up to him. I don't know if all of it has, but certainly some of it has. All of it, some of it, the yeah. same thing. His crap has come to him because at the end of the day whether you say all or some it's still coming to him because at the end of the day it's still bringing about things that happened in the past things he thought that he got rid of things that he thought that he covered it's coming back to him it is so so literally they're in the courtroom right now and they're 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 finishing up here and then Bragg is going to hold a press conference at the bottom of the hour this is all happening in real time even Fox News and even Sean Hannity brought up that picture by the way when Donald Trump is holding the baseball bat and then a picture right next to it is Bragg uh, that is the Manhattan DA. When you put up pictures like that, that is inciting violence. Yep. Donald Trump is so impulsive that he probably wanted that to happen. And, and I wonder what the judge is saying. Apparently, with a reporter that was in the courtroom saying that the judge was concerned about it and rightfully so, he should. The fact that Donald Trump Jr., his stupid son, who's accomplished nothing in his life, Decided to put up a picture of the judge's daughter on mm-hmm. social media. How Twitter could even allow that to happen. And Elon Musk, is, it amazes me how they could allow that to happen. It has been pulled, by the way. I just but went and checked. But but I, said, did, I can't find it either. But he did put it up. Yep. It's confirmed that he did put that it, picture. It, it, yeah. From what I've seen, yes. That is so utterly disgusting. It's so despicable and it's so disgusting. It's inhumane. At the end of the day, it's inhumane. Because why would you post someone's daughter on social media knowing there's sickos out there there's sickos out there that's horrible well it's the same reason why when you know i remember uh, somebody uh, had a pipe bomb and sent pipe bombs to cnn donald trump attacking cnn every day uh calling them fake news and then you have some wackadoodles and some crazies out there that uh can commit potentially some very violent acts mm-hmm. when you put up a picture as the former president of the united states with a baseball bat Next, uh, next to a picture of the Manhattan DA, that is incitement of violence. Yep. And that in itself to me should be a crime. Uh, you know, you can't do that. So we're going to have to wait and see how this thing plays out. But 34 felony counts is very, very serious. I'll open up the phone lines if anybody wants to give us a quick buzz here. We got Amy Tarkanian coming up at the bottom of the hour. The number to call 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, what do you think about the events that took place today? This is a historic day, a day that will be remembered in the history of this country. And by the way, it's not the only uh, time, in my opinion, that Donald Trump is going to be indicted. There are more indictments that are coming down the road. This might be the least serious of some of the other indictments coming down the road. But I want to get your thoughts. You know, what do you think about this? It doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or Democrat. I don't really care whether you're a MAGA supporter or not. I want to know what you think about the events that are unfolding today and what took place and what is a historic day in this country, the former president of the United States being indicted, uh, facing the music 
in a courtroom right now as we speak with some of his attorneys. This is no campaign rally. This is, uh, you know, I mean, my understanding is that Donald Trump wanted a mugshot. I guess there's going to be no mugshot. Uh, and he wants to do this because he wants to raise more money. And I thought Donald Trump was a billionaire, but apparently he's not a billionaire because he's begging for your money and he continues to do so. So the number to call if you want to be a part of the show is 702-221-7283. And again, that number, your thoughts on the indictment today and the court proceedings today. Donald Trump, uh, so to speak, facing the music with his attorneys in a courtroom in Manhattan. That number, again, if you want to be a part of the program, is 702-221-7283. And, you know, it's interesting because we didn't see a lot of people in Washington coming out to New York today in support of Donald Trump. I mean, we saw Marjorie Taylor Greene, and that didn't go very well for her today. There were some security issues. A lot of New Yorkers don't want her there. And they showed it today. And you look at a guy like a George Santos who has absolutely zero credibility, like zero credibility, no credibility. And he was there supporting Donald Trump as well. And then you look at a guy like a Jason Miller. But when you're in the courtroom, you can't have campaign advisors around you. When you're in the courtroom, you can't have those types of people around you. The only people that can be around you are the people that are defending you, your attorneys. Not just someone that's defending you on the street or a politician. Only your attorneys and your representation can be in a courtroom with you. So we're looking at attorney, uh, or I should say the Manhattan DA, Bragg, that is supposed to be holding a press conference here in about 10 minutes live. Maybe we will get some more specific information on the evidence. Maybe not. I don't know. But I personally believe that Bragg wanted to get out in front of this thing before Donald Trump does. Donald Trump loves the cameras. I'm sure he'll be talking. I'm sure he'll be saying the same rhetoric that he's been saying for months leading up to this, which is it's a witch hunt. It's a political witch hunt. I'm innocent, yada, yada, yada. But I'm hoping that we will get more evidence and Bragg will release some information in a press conference. I'm hoping because I think the American people deserve to know. But the fact that we are looking at here, or I should say Donald Trump is looking at 34 felony counts 34 um that is uh, in regards to falsifying business records that is very very serious and uh, according to scott mcgrew who's a reporter trump is pleading not guilty to these 34 counts relating to these falsifying uh, business records and conspiracy involving payments to two women this isn't just stormy daniels by the way we haven't even talked about karen mcdougall yep. who also claims that she was paid hush money another relationship that donald trump had yep. um so this this isn't just stormy now yes yeah, so, mcdougall as well yeah so this was about 18 minutes ago where Trump did plead not guilty to the, to the 34 counts. Also, Trump's indictment has been unsealed, according to a source. So they are looking more into the facts. I'm really hoping that with all the facts being released about this case, Republicans like Mark Levin will be able to say, I was wrong. I, I mean, will they will say it? No. But I'm hoping that they will take a step back and realize, hey, the facts are actually finally on the table. I've been calling for these facts. And for once, I can sit here and say Donald Trump isn't the God he says he is. Let me be very clear on this. Donald Trump said it himself with this cult, this mega cult. He said it himself that he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and they would still vote for him. 
In regards to these politicians, some of them are the exact same way. It doesn't matter what the evidence is. In fact, even the former vice president, without knowing any of the evidence or the actual charges, uh, call, you know, basically calling it a witch hunt himself. All right, let's get to the phone line, 702-221-7283. Again, that number if you want to be a part of the conversation, 702-221-7283. Let's go start off with Edward. Hey, Edward, what's going on, man? What's up, Edward? Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Brian? What's up, Jamie? Hey. Hey, uh, Jamie, like your shirt, as usual. Hey, Brian, thanks. good show. Thank you. <laughs> hey, good show. Hey, honestly, man, I don't think, I, I don't think Trump's going to go to prison, man. Well, it's mm. it's unlikely. Yeah. I, I, I think it's unlikely, Edward, but I do believe he's going to be found guilty on some of these charges. I can't imagine. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, you're looking at... 100%. And, and here's the thing, Edward, and we talked about this before yeah. on the show. I might have even talked about it with you. 34 yeah. felonies. If he's convicted of one felony, he could never run for office ever again. And that's so, a fact, right? Yeah. So that's 100%. That's very interesting. Now, is he going to get jail time? Uh, obviously, I, I would say most likely not. But here's what's interesting no. about this. I'm just talking about this specific case. He's got a lot of other legal issues down the road. Now, the rape case mm -hmm. is a civil case. It's not right. You're mm -hmm. not going to go to jail for that. that that's the pocketbook. That's money. But when we look at the case involving uh, the Georgia Secretary of State and yeah. possible incitement on January 6th. And we look, uh, even go back even further to other, mm -hmm. and the uh, classified documents, there is still a chance that he could go to prison. Probably not. Okay. Right. Probably yeah. not. But I will say this, 33, or is it 33 or 34 felony counts mm -hmm. yeah. is quite a lot. Yeah. And I didn't think he well, let me ask. Yeah. Okay, I have a question when you're done. I have a question. No, go I ahead. Want to follow up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, do you think maybe because Trump's lawyers, you know, let's be honest, he's going to pay a lot of money. That these guys are mm -hmm. not some high school lawyers. You know, there's some real smart people, obviously. But I'm going to ask you, like, do you think maybe they could be so smart enough to convince the courts to prolong his trial so oh, he could actually sure. run for 2024 and just prolong it and prolong it? You know how some trials don't go as quick. You, you know, they'll yeah. take years to get to. Well, do you think that could be a possibility? So real quick, Brian, I want to make a, a comment on this. Well, let, let me they just, do you want to answer his question? Yeah, I do. Yeah, go so ahead. they were saying actually yeah. on the news on several different uh, sources, such as ABC and CNN, that these courts go faster than the regular courts and that they're looking to push mm. this decision out faster than any normal court would. They're also okay. have been pledging to not make this a prolonged process. Now, mm. does that mean that they can keep their word? We don't know. But, I mean, these are great. Lawyers. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and say that I yeah. support Trump and his lawyers, but let's not let's not act like his money isn't long enough this to get great lawyers. Is, this case is not going to be in the courtrooms for 18 months. Yeah, they they can't. Um, I don't think they'll be able to do that. Yeah, it's not going to take that long. Uh, I mean, he was already arraigned. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I hear what you're saying, and, and but it, there's just too much time before the 2004 election, and yep. I just don't see that happening. This is important because, again, if Donald Trump is convicted of just one felony, he could never run for office yeah. again. Yep. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what happens here, Edward, but uh, it's certainly a historic yeah. day, my friend. Yeah. Now, if that happens, do you think that changes the course of like how he said he's going to be running? Maybe it puts Dos Santos in the front lead, and then I heard about um, all... Uh, uh, Hutchinson, uh, Hutch, uh, I'm sorry. One of the one of the governors, he said he's running for. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think it was one of the. Yeah, Hutchinson yeah. said he's going to run for president now. Correct. Does this maybe change the the next six months? Do you yeah. think it possibly changes the outcome of like who could be the rep, yeah the rep, one of the Republican sure. uh, 
yeah. you know, representatives. Yeah, the the, it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty yeah. clear. It's pretty clear to me right now, Edward. And by the way, I do appreciate yeah. uh, the call, Edward. Thank yeah, you, thank so, you much. so much. Uh, I do. I, I do think it's pretty clear. Uh, I think this could propel Ron DeSantis to be the next president of the United States. I think if it's Ron DeSantis versus Joe Biden, I'd be very worried that Ron DeSantis could defeat Joe Biden. If it's Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, Donald Trump's not going to defeat Joe Biden. Ron mm-hmm. DeSantis is very capable of doing so. So this could actually backfire and help the Republicans. Uh, I didn't know that Donald Trump was going to be facing 34 felonies when I woke up this morning. Uh, I thought maybe a few and maybe they would convict him on some misdemeanors. We still don't have all the evidence. We're going to learn all the evidence, but we still don't know. But I got to tell you, when I see 34 felonies, Donald Trump's in a lot of trouble Mm. and um, he'll never run for office again. He'll never be able to run for office Mm. again. Um, and, And then you look at the other charges that could be down the road, which I believe will be down the road, whether it be with the Georgia election officials or, mm-hmm. or you name it, what have you. So this is this is uh, this is more than I thought. Yeah. And also, too, this is just a very serious case. Trump didn't even speak and make a statement before entering the courtrooms, even though his advisors expected him to do so. So even, I don't think his attorneys told him to do that. I don't. I, well, I don't it, it, right here on CNN and ABC, they're saying that Trump did not speak as advisors expected before entering the room. They're saying that they expected him to actually make a statement mm-hmm. so that we can have something to look forward to. But they're saying on these sources that they're not sure how he's feeling right now. So well, I, I think I know how he's feeling. Yeah. I could make my assertion. Well, we could we could look at I him think, and see and see how he's feeling. I think Donald Trump was a little surprised and and probably a little shocked that uh, he's yeah, facing thir- thirty four felony counts. I'm not even sure his attorneys expected this. So I want to know, and I'm hoping we will learn throughout the day today, in the minutes, the hours, the days, specifically the thirty four felony counts. Is it just? Are we just talking about falsifying business records or there right. is there other stuff in there? Um, maybe it's just business records. It could be. But in order for it to be a felony, my understanding is there had to be some malicious intent, right? Some sort of intent. So uh, interesting. Interesting. 702-221-7283. Again, the number to call. 702 221 Seven two eight three. Let's go to Gene. Gene, what's up, Gene? Is next up. Hi, Gene. What's going on? Thanks for calling in. Hey, did you see Trump's picture in the courtroom? I did. Oh yeah, I did. He he did he not looks look like too. a deer lost in headlights or a lost <laughs> little boy. Isn't that great picture? He's it so is. Set. It is. He looks. He looks uh, like any defendant would look in a courtroom facing serious Word. charges. So uh, this isn't fun and games anymore. I think he. I think. I think he finally understood the importance of of the situation and uh but he'll go back to normal trump after the shock value goes down but oh, for uh, sure he's gonna find a way to monopolize after this i remember when yeah, but this, this, this is uh the beginning of the end we're just beginning i agree the fun's just begun with him oh i agree gene i agree 100 percent. i'm looking forward to bragg's uh press conference coming up at the bottom of the hour and yeah that's what i'm waiting for i got it in front of me waiting and waiting yeah well we'll talk about that tomorrow gene and, and give us a call tomorrow because i'm up against a break right now. oh one more comment sure. wasn't it great seeing marjorie not being able to talk I gotta, oh, yeah. I gotta tell you, that was awesome. I love New Yorkers. They I'm pushed I'm her from, out. I'm from the East Coast. I have family in New York. I love New Yorkers. I get along with New Yorkers, and they don't want her in New York City. And I love the way she was treated today. Yes. I oh, I do too. Yeah. Payback's I, a bitch, guys. I, I'm with you, Gene, 100%. Always good to hear from you, Gene. And we're going to break this down tomorrow. Thank you so Thanks, much Gene. for calling, and I appreciate I'll you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Sounds good, Gene. Thank you so much. All right. Here's what we're going to do we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the former chair 
of the Republican Party here in Nevada, Amy Tarkanian, to get her reaction to this. Take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Yeah. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Be the first to experience a... Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. All right, welcome back. Welcome. Pushing the limits on a Tuesday. What is a very historic day? The former president appearing in court, kind of facing the music. 34 felony counts, which uh, I think is a surprise to some of us. And I figured what better person to talk about this than the former chairwoman of the Nevada Republican Party herself. I always enjoy catching up with her. Amy Tarkanian joining us right now. Hey, Amy. Amy, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Amy. All right. I got it. Let's just start right from the get go here. What's your reaction to what we what is transpiring on the news today? Every news outlet covering uh, Donald Trump's arraignment. What, What are your thoughts? Every news outlet, and I mean mm. international. I, I have been nonstop giving interviews about this situation. I think it's very sad. I think it's uh, very disappointing what we're witnessing on uh, multiple uh, levels. One, if the details that we will soon find out um, about the charges, if there was nothing there, and this was truly a witch hunt, like President Trump would like everyone to think, mm. then you and I are in trouble, right? Right. I mean, we're going to have to be extremely careful as political figures, as public figures, as people who may have the aspiration to run for political office. You may not want to ever again. Yeah. Um, and if they do find something that was extremely egregious and he did break the law, then, you know, the MAGA base who is willing to follow him to the ends of the earth 
no matter what he says and no matter what he does, they're going to have a real come to Jesus moment. Yeah. And Amy, I'm not sure if you heard of this breaking news update, but Trump actually has left the Manhattan court after arraignment and made no statements whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Currently, there's no live updates on what happened in the courtroom. But yeah, I mean, it's hush hush at this very moment. What's your thoughts on that? Well, he's not going to stay quiet for very much longer. I mm-hmm. think that was probably smart on his part. He has already said that he's going to make uh, some statements once he returns to Mar-a-Lago. And I think if the gag order was not put into place as people were not sure if that was going to take place or not, then he's going to unleash. And I think that he's going to continue to capitalize off of this situation as we're already seeing You know, his fundraising emails that he's pushed out already has uh, amounted to over, I think they said $7 million, yeah. maybe oh, upwards wow. to $10 million in a very short time. And they're already selling uh, fake mugshot t-shirts. <laughs> Ridiculous. For so- like $36 a pop. And he was yeah. posting on Truth Social on the way to the courthouse, you know, in all caps, like he does when he's mm. angry. Mm. Um, and basically said, I can't believe that they are arresting me. He's ginning up his base. He's right. He's basically stirring the pot emotionally. He wants everybody to go down with him if that's the route he's going. And he wants his base to feel like they are being targeted as well. Mm. Amy, you know, you're a lifelong Republican and there are so many Republicans out there, not you, but the Jim Jordans of the world, the Matt Gates, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Lauren Boberts, McCarthy's, without even seeing all the evidence, days leading up to this, without even knowing what the charges are. Now we know 34 felony counts, right? That said, this was a witch hunt. They echoed Donald Trump without even having all the facts. As a lifelong Republican, how do you feel about that? Well, it's not very smart. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're on the left or on the right. I mean, how stupid do you have to be to sit there and follow somebody to the ends of the earth mm-hmm. uh, and be extremely loyal? Uh, and, you know, he's not going to reciprocate that for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, did did he go and pay for those January 6th, uh, you know, uh, insurrectionists to get out of jail? You know, did he go and pay for their attorney fees? You know, where where is he? You know, these people were willing to go to to the ends of the earth for him. And Mm. what did he do? He's just complaining that he's the victim. I have to ask you this, Amy, because we have just learned that Donald Trump Jr. posted a picture of the judge presiding in this case, Mm. his daughter, Mm. a picture of his daughter on social media. What is your what are your thoughts on that? Because I just find this to be dangerous and, and beyond despicable. Uh, the daughter of the judge, he says, on the Trump case, worked on the Biden-Harris campaign. He's posting a picture of her. What What do you make of that? Well, she's an adult. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not we're not talking about an eight-year-old child. We're not talking about a minor. She is an adult. And I think he was just pointing out that uh, while people are claiming that this is, uh, you know, political, that this reeks of politi- politicalization, mm-hmm. um I think that's what he is just piling on more of is just showing the ties that mm-hmm. she did work, in fact, for Kamala I understand Harris. that. Let me ask you another question, though, because in the courtroom today, the judge said he had concerns about a picture, as you know, that Donald Trump put up with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. And then the picture next to him is the Manhattan D.A. Now, Trump mm-hmm. tried to, you know, dumb it down when Hannity asked him about this. What do you make of that? Well, it was dumb. You know, who, whoever advised him, and probably nobody, it was probably just himself, because um, he did it, you know, it, at the wee hours, and uh, thought that it might be funny, might, you know, I don't know, it, maybe he thought it was going to 
rile people up and get mm-hmm. more people on his side. It was not a smart move at all. Mm-hmm. And it just continues to, you know, incite violence. And for somebody who's already been in question of inciting violence for January 6th, why would you post something like that? Because Agreed. now exactly. you're doubling down mm-hmm. on the fact that people are, are concerned about your your yep. threats. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then for him to say that there could possibly be death and destruction. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, Co- what's wrong with no, you? No, agree. Amy, I have a question for you. As it pertains to, you know, inciting violence and posting pictures and getting protesters that really come out and just wreak havoc. Do you think this court case is going to set a precedent for many politicians from time on to not be able to do these certain things ever again without being held accountable for it? Well, you know, it it is unfortunate because I I know that it's completely different scenarios and you're hearing it from the right, but I am going to repeat it. You know, we do need to see accountability across the board. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I can go ahead and name the names that you know are going to come out of my mouth, you know, Clinton, uh, Biden, Hunter, Mm -hmm. you know, the list goes on and on and on. But it, it goes, you know, there's more Republicans as well that probably have uh, some major issues that need to be delved into. Mm. I'm just talking about across the board. And so when you show that they are hyper-focused hyper on just one individual who happens to be the PR king of the world mm-hmm. and suck up all the energy like what he's doing right now. Um, I mean, I literally did, I think it was half a dozen interviews just today alone, internationally. Yeah. Everybody is talking about Donald Trump. Yeah. It's literally the worst possible case scenario for uh, Governor Nikki Haley, Governor Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Scott's supposed to start doing his tour. Uh, I mean, literally, this is Donald Trump, mm-hmm. and that is it. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what he wanted. You're right. A couple more quick questions for you, Amy, then I know you got to get going. So so I ran into a Republican and a Trump supporter that said, boy, Democrat presidents, you better watch out. And, you know, my response on social media was, I agree. If Democrat presidents mm-hmm. commit felonies and incite a violent attempt to overthrow an American election, they should watch out Mm -hmm. because the same thing should happen to them. And I agree with you. I don't know if that's the case with Joe. I don't think that's the case with Joe Biden. Let me ask you this. From a political standpoint, who do you think this helps? Because these are 34 felony counts. As you know, if Trump is convicted of just one felony, he could never run for office again. If that does happen, does that help Republicans or Democrats? Well, um, I, I, like I said, I can't wait to see what the actual details are of these charges, um, because there are other prosecutors who actually pushed this scenario aside. And so the fact that this DA was willing to rehash something that was, what, seven or eight years old, right. and then try to incorporate it into a federal law where the FEC already found no wrongdoing, it is questionable. So I'd like to see what all 34 felonies entail. Yep. Um, you know, I, I'm ob- obviously not an attorney. I'm married to one. Right. But, right. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what that looks like until we get the details. Yeah. I agree. Now, yes. at this point, though, he is being viewed as a martyr. And he is going to end up winning the nomination if they continue with this. Now, mm. you still have other situations like Georgia with the election interference and the phone call. You've got January 6th. You have the documents at Mar-a-Lago that are still being looked into. Um, you know, so those are much more serious than hush money to a porn star. Um, it just shows that he's a pig. Mm, um, but, right. you know, a lot of politicians are pigs. Sure. And um, it, this isn't something that that is abnormal, unfortunately. Mm-hmm, right. uh, but it, it's it's going to minimize these other more serious situations, I think, in the eyes 
of these yeah. MAGA supporters. Um, yeah, I agree. And so it's going to be a little bit more difficult to kind of bring them back into reality to, to show them yep. that, no, in fact, this is not okay. Yes. Now, I'm not saying that President Biden is is by any means my choice either. He has lots of problems. He was in the right place at the right time, and it was literally a vote against Trump. And it's not that he's this exceptional option. He's not. Yeah. I think he's done a terrible job, and that's, I'm sure, another conversation we can have. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't want him rerunning either. I think the nation overall really is hungry for some fresh voices and fresh faces mm -hmm. yeah. that still exude strength and can get policies accomplished uh, for the nation overall. So, Amy, I know you got to go. I just want to ask you one more quick question because uh, publicly uh, I, I, I wanted you to talk about this or at least respond to it. You go on social media mm -hmm. and you make a comment about being bisexual, I believe, if, if I'm not oh, mistaken, yes. which obviously there's nothing wrong with that to any reasonable right. human being. Who cares? That's your preference. You're, you're a happily married woman. You have a wonderful family. Yep. You're a good mom, good wife. We all know that about you. you. At least the reasonable people do like me. Mm -hmm. um, Sigal Chata, who I think is a despicable human mm -hmm. being, goes on social media and attacks you for that, alleging the fact that, well, you must correlate that to cheating on your husband because you're bisexual. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to read the tweet, but that's basically what she said. I just wanted to give you a chance to respond to that because I defended you and I think it's just so despicable. The Michelle Fiore attacks on you, the Seagal mm -hmm. Chata attacks on you. What do you, what do you have to say to these people? <laughs> mm. Well, they're obviously, you know, very unhappy people and uh, they must have very miserable lives. Uh, you just mentioned I'm very happily married and I've been monogamous with my husband. This is mm. nothing new. We have several LGBTQ family members and I have many friends that are also in the LGBTQ community. And uh, this is nothing new. I, I didn't become bisexual overnight. It's just something I never talk about right. um, because I am happily married. I just right. felt at this time when, when we are now being more open um, about you know, LGBTQ issues mm -hmm. that as a Republican with my platform, I should be responsible and, and I should actually kind of maybe lead the way and let others know that it's okay to talk about mm -hmm. that. You don't have mm -hmm. to remain quiet. This is, this should not just be a party issue. This should be a, a human being issue. And there are people out there that are struggling and I just want them to know, Hey, look, you know, I'm a Christian. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. I'm a best friend. Mm -hmm. And yes, I do also happen to find, you know, women and men both attractive, but mm -hmm. I chose a man to marry mm -hmm. and I'm monogamous and I'm loyal yeah. and uh, her attacks were, um, you know, just ignorant. They were ignorant right. and it just further shows too the fact that she even attacked our black attorney general and saying that he should be, you know, hung by an effing crane mm. and then to attack me for my decision to come out and publicly share. So that way in hopes it would help others, mm -hmm. um, you know, where's her heart? It I, shows, I, it shows that, yeah. you know, her, her heart obviously is, is in the wrong black. place. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it just, it's just it's awful. Cold. And that's, it, it's yeah. very cold, Amy. Uh, and I think it took, some bravery for you to go on social media and, sure. and be who you are. And, and, and I would say that for anybody, especially you. And I appreciate you doing that. And I always oh, appreciate you. you coming on yeah. and taking the time. Maybe I know this has been a pretty busy day for you. I'm sure you have a plethora of more interviews you need to do, but I always appreciate it when you yeah. take the time to come on here and get your, uh, get your opinions. I'm sure we'll do it again soon when we learn a little bit more information on, uh, these, these counts that Donald Trump is facing. I want to learn more just as you do. Amy Tarkanian. Yeah. Thank you so much. Always appreciate it when you take the time. Good to talk to you. Thank you. Sounds good. Have a great day. You too. You too. Um,
I like Amy for being honest. Um, I defended her when Michelle Fiore slut shamed her. Oh, wow. Really? I actually went and drove to Pahrump and made a public statement about Michelle Fiore being the despicable human being that she is. Mm-hmm. And I defended Amy then. And I defend her now when Sigal Chata, who ran for office, made a correlation because Amy is bisexual, that that must mean she cheats on her husband, which is not only an ignorant thing, but despicable and homophobic. And, and it's just, it's just, uh, these people are disgusting. By the way, the Michelle Fioris and the Sigal Chattas going local now are the same people that are going to be defending Donald Trump. Yep. The despicable human beings across this country that are, that are continuing to defend uh, Donald Trump uh, and Jamie, it's just it, it, it's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, it's mind-boggling. I, just, I just don't understand how people try to use someone's sexuality as a weapon against them. I mean, I understand, like Amy did say earlier, there are despicable and deplorable people out there who cheat, who lie, who hide their sexuality, and those are people. Yeah, we can probably talk about a little bit more. But when you have a respectful person like Amy, who's just saying, "Hey, I just want to be a." respectful and positive beacon for those who are in the lgbtq plus community and say i'm bisexual and even though i'm bisexual i still chose a man but that does not take away my sexuality and it does not mean that because i'm bisexual i am this deplorable person who cheats and does all these wrongdoings yeah and listen i have respect for amy we we obviously don't agree on everything Mm -hmm. which is okay Mm -hmm. we disagree on some stuff but i appreciate the fact that you know during the 2020 midterms, Amy Tarkanian did not support every Republican. In fact, she supported mm-hmm. some Democrats. And I appreciate the fact that she was willing to do that. And uh, because of that, a lot of Republicans attacked her for that. So I have right here in my hands, right here, uh, the indictment. And uh, this is it. Yeah, it's right in front of me right now. This is it. And I haven't read it yet. And I'm going to go through it and I'm going to read it. But this is the actual indictment and the Mm -hmm. charges that Donald Trump is facing right now. And as we know, and as I go through this, 34, 34 felony uh, charges and Donald Trump's attorneys right now are speaking live. They are holding a press conference. Donald Trump is not there. Only his attorneys are there right now. Donald Trump's attorneys are speaking right now. I find it very interesting that, and, and probably a smart move that they don't want Donald Trump in front of the cameras. Yeah. They don't want him because he's he going to say, say something stupid. stupid. Yep. He's going to incriminate himself. Here's what we do know. The only people that seem to be supporting Donald Trump in Manhattan today, for the most part, George Santos, compulsive liar, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't think I need to go on about Marjorie Taylor Greene and who she is. Jason Miller who, by the way, didn't pay his own child support and misled the courts. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the names and the faces that that uh, supporting Donald Trump today in Manhattan. My understanding is Bragg is going to be holding a press conference very soon. And in that press conference, Bragg, I would hope, is going to be giving more information, more details into these 34 felony charges. I do not believe that Donald Trump expected that he went, when he woke up today and he went to the courts He was going to be facing 34 felony charges, maybe a few, not 34. Why is this important? Well, on a number of different reasons, because I believe each felony could uh, you could be facing jail time. Mm. Do I think Donald Trump is going to go to jail? Probably not. But here's the thing. On these 34 counts, if he is convicted on just one, he could never run for office ever again. That's why this is very, very important. So, you know, all I can tell you is this. I've been following and reporting 
and talking about Donald Trump since he ran for office back in 2015. This was a Donald Trump, the look on his face was a look of shock. I remember in the days, hours and days after Donald Trump won the 2016 election, he had that shocked look on his face. I remember when he visited uh, Barack Obama at the White House, he had that shocked look on his face, almost like he couldn't believe that he won the presidency. I saw that same face on Donald Trump today. I saw it in the courtroom in pictures. I saw it when he was uh, walking in the courtroom after he got out of a, uh, a room with his attorneys and Bragg. He had that look on his face, the look of shock. And I believe the reason why he had that look on his face is he finally realized, uh-oh, this isn't good. I might be in some trouble. And this mm-hmm. isn't just about a slap on the wrist. This isn't uh, you know, about being able to lie about the 2020 election, which, by the way, he still does. This is about 34 felony counts. And whether you're the former president or not, you are not above the law At and all. you have to face the music. Donald Trump in a courtroom today finally had to face the music. It didn't matter how many yes people were around him, how many campaign advisors were Mm -hmm. around him, how many supporters were around him asking him for a picture and autograph. That's not what was about today. The judge gave Donald Trump, according to reports, a stern warning about not inciting violence. Yep. And will he be able to abide by that? Will he be able to control himself? Well, see, I'm not sure because even right now, the new breaking news is Trump's attorney says the former president is frustrated and upset after the arraignment. And we all know when Trump is frustrated and or upset, he goes to Truth Social, whatever social media platform he can get on, and incites violence or stirs up negativity in some way. At the end of the... Uh, this is, It's just a lot. It's just a lot. It, it's just too much. <laughs> so I, as I mentioned Whew. before, uh, the charges, the 34 charges, everything is in front of me right now. I just got it. Uh, you know, the Supreme Court of the state of New York, County of New York, the people of the state of New York versus Donald J. Trump. I haven't read it yet. I'll be honest with you, but it is public. This it is going to be this is going to be talked about all day. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it yet, so I don't know all the details. Again, all here's week. what here's what I know. 34 felony counts. That is about 30 more counts on the felony charges that I thought would happen. And I would assume Donald Trump's attorneys didn't see this coming either. I'm making that assumption that they probably didn't know either. This is not the end for Donald Trump, right? This is, this is not the end. Uh, you know, there are more charges coming. There's the New York State civil lawsuit. There's uh, the investigation into Georgia and the Secretary of State phone call that he made there. The, the uh, confidential and uh, documents that he took to Mar-a-Lago, the classified documents. He's got a civil suit in a rape case. There is a lot more. This isn't just it. So if you're one of those people that thinks, oh, no, everything's going to be just fine and this will be a slap on the wrist. Uh, by the way, you're probably wrong about that. When I hear 34 felony counts, uh, that's more than a slap on the wrist. These are very serious charges. But I want to know what you guys think out there. Okay, I want to know what you think out there. Whether you're a Trump supporter or a Biden supporter, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, I want to hear from you. Do you mm-hmm. still think this is a witch hunt? 34 felony counts. Is this still a witch hunt? I'm going to give out the number right now. 702 702- Two two one seven two eight three, and again the number. If you want to join the conversation, now is the time to do so. Seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. That's seven zero two 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 one. Save seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. I don't care. Maybe you're a MAGA supporter and you disagree with me. Maybe you agree with Donald Trump. Maybe you believe this is a political witch hunt. My question to you, and you're welcome to call in. My question to you would be: What if he's found guilty on? Felony charges, maybe not 34, maybe a few. Then what do you say? 
you know, I remember it was Mark Levin that went on the air the other day and we played some of the audio, Jamie. Mm -hmm. And um, it was Mark Levin that said they were Democrats on the jury. And I said to myself, how do you know if they were Democrats when you don't even know their name? Exactly. Are you in the room with them? Are you one of them? <laughs> like, how could you make a statement like that? Right. I mean, I a non-factual statement at that. Yeah. So what what do you have, Jamie? Is there anything new? Anything, uh, anything that so, you're reading? Yeah. The new things I have right now is the yep. next in-person hearing in case is set for December 4th as well december 4th yes december 4th what yes the next in-person hearing oh in my case god is set for december 4th that's that's ridiculous that's, but again they said earlier today that this is a quick pro well they're going to try to make this a quick process in december 4th Eight months i mean i understand you want to give his attorneys enough time to defend the the, the charges, but that seems to me to be a little bit uh, too. A long. little bit. That's a lot of. Yeah, bit too I don't. Long. I don't like that. But I'll have to talk to some uh, huh, professionals also about too, that. But as it pertains to this case, like you said earlier, it was either you or Amy that the longer this goes on, the more press he's going to get. The more this is going to catapult him into. Unfortunately, being a presidential candidate. I mean, there's so much that goes into this. As it pertains to the the politics and the marketing and, and all of the PR, but all PR isn't bad PR. And even though he's up against the wall right now, this could help him, especially if it's being prolonged until December fourth. Well, it's not going to help him if he if he's uh, convicted of a felony. He'll never yeah, but he'll, if it's if it takes till December fourth to find out, I mean. That's a long time from now. Well, yeah, but you're still going to have a year before the election. So, but I think, who's to say that it's not going to get pushed back I, again? I or I don't think that will happen. I mean, you could hey, be fingers right. crossed. I don't fingers I don't, crossed. I don't think it's going to. I don't think it's going to take that long. All right, taking your calls right now. 702-221-7283. Your thoughts on this historic day in this nation? Donald Trump facing the music in a courtroom. Thirty-four felony counts. Let's go to Carl. Carl, what's going on, man? What's up, Carl? Hey, Jamie, uh, Brian, hey. listen. Uh, well, I think the Democrats have gotten, which is they should have gotten, I've gotten what they want. He's going to be convicted of at least one, if not two felony counts and not be able to run again. And there's where his money is made when he, while he's running for something, he's going to lose, uh, fortune, uh, not being able to run because he, he, he gets, tries to get money, you know, and, uh, that's how he makes a lot of money running for an office. And uh, the people are still are nutty as ever because I don't know if you, your friend on another channel, Wayne Cook, you know who that is Wayne I'm Alan talking Cook, about. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yesterday, get this, you won't believe this. He equated Donald Trump to Jesus Christ. Yep. He said, not that I'm saying he is Christ, but he's being he's he's being treated like he was like Christ was treated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never heard of it. what is about these people. They are so mentally ill. The whole bunch of them. Well, yeah, he's. Yeah, listen, I don't even pay attention to him anymore. He, you know, uh, he's no better than a Marjorie Taylor Greene, a snake. And uh, you know, unfortunately, there are people out there that will compare Donald Trump to Jesus Christ, and, and those people obviously are not credible people. I will say this: it, it appears as though I just went through uh, the actual indictment and, and the paperwork in front of me. All of these counts. All of them have to do with falsifying business records. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them, I believe, in the first degree, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken here. Yeah, I think they're all in the first degree. 34 counts of falsifying business records in the first degree, which are all felonies, and they could care, carry jail time. I don't know if Donald Trump is – be very difficult mm -hmm. to put a former president in jail, but I guess, I guess you could say it's possible. Right. And also – He may not be going to jail, but what's bad for him? He's going to lose one of his uh, sources of income. 
his source of income was always running for office right. and trying to get people to buy his $5 shirts and whatever the hell he's selling right. and trying to make money that way. And it's not going to work anymore. Uh, he, he, the little base that he has is going to shrink even more when he can't run anymore. And that's the uh, main push of the whole thing is to get him uh, completely out of politics. Mm. which I think is going yeah. to be done. Now, Carl, so Carl and Brian, this is then Trump tried to delay the hush money payment until after the 2016 election. This is what the indictment says. I know that you're currently going over right now as we continue to speak and yeah. cover this process. What's your thoughts on that? Do you think that that really matters that he tried to delay it until afterwards? I mean, well, let's happened. be, uh, and by the way, Carl, I do appreciate your call, my friend. Got to get some other calls, but I do appreciate you, Carl. Sure. Thank you so Thank much. You, Carl. Uh, 702-221-7283 is the number to call. And again, if you want to be a part of the conversation, your thoughts on what is a very historic day in this nation, the former president being officially indicted. He was in uh, Manhattan courtroom today. 702-221-7283. To answer your question, Jamie, we knew this all along. Mm-hmm. This isn't about Donald Trump being uh, a, a bad guy. Uh, any reasonable person would know that. He had unprotected sex with a porn star months after Long Melania married. had Barron. So we know that's just a bad guy. But guess what? That's not a crime. Right. The crime here is falsifying business records, mm-hmm. uh, possible campaign finance violations, lying about your personal business records. Mm-hmm. Now, you could say to yourself, if Donald Trump didn't have sex with a porn star and cheat on his wife to begin with, he wouldn't be in this circumstance. And guess what? You'd be absolutely right. Mm-hmm. But that is not the crime here. The crime isn't being a bad guy. The crime is hiding what he did in falsifying exactly. business records. And by the way, this guy has been falsifying things, making false statements his entire life about mm-hmm. how much money he has. If he's a billionaire and he has all this money, then why is he begging for your money? Hey, see, funny about that, actually, new update just says all the charges against Trump relate to records kept by the Trump organization. And the indictment shows this. And that just goes to show that he's had bad business process, uh, bad business practices since the beginning. Yeah. And as we both are seeing and we both have known as people who followed Trump for years and years at this point, he has yet to have fair practices in his businesses. He has yet to tell the truth about what he's doing in his business. And he has yet to be honest about where his money is going. So I don't understand why you would think that if a person who has been doing this in his businesses before he even became president would do it as a president. Well, well before you go into that, though, I also want to understand, and I would love to hear your opinion on this. Where does the background checks truly come in when it pertains to who we're making our president? Because if you would have just taken the facts of what you've known about Trump from the beginning, you would have known that he's been doing this literally from the beginning. So why would you want somebody like that to be a president in the first place? Now, because look where we're at now. Look well, where we're at. to answer your question very simply, because he ran as a Republican. By the way, for most of his life, Donald Trump has been a Democrat. But as long as you have that R next to your name, most Republicans in this country will support him, mm. even those that are in office right now, because he has an R next to his name. They all know the type of person that he is, mm. but they support him and they defend him and they, and they continue to do so even now because he has that R next to his name. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Let's go to Steve. Hi, Steve. What's going on? What's up, Steve? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. I uh, I just wanted to put my two cents worth in. I, I think this is just a tip of the iceberg for this guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think this is round one. And I think round two and round three are coming by the end of summer. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to, I don't, I bet you by the end of, uh, by 2024, the beginning of that, I don't even know if he's going to be able to run because he's going to be so in such legal problem. Mm-hmm. So Steve, I agree with you, but here's my worry. 
I think Ron DeSantis has a better chance of defeating Joe Biden than Donald Trump does. That's my worry here. Yeah, but I, I, I you know, I, I agree with that if you look at on, t- on the surface. But I want you to take a deep look of what he's done down in Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that may be really good for the, uh, the old, uh, the staunch Republican Party. But I'll tell you what, when you get into independence and, uh, the more, uh, moderate Republicans, I don't know whether, I don't know whether he could, he's, he's just a, basically another Trump. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, I really don't, I really don't know whether a, a Trump, after what happened the, the four years that he was in there, whether they want his brother, another Trump, getting into office in 24. I just, I, 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 maybe I'm wrong. Okay. And maybe the Republicans will come out and say, oh, well, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to vote for Biden. And well, let's put him in there and see what he does. But look what he's done in Florida. Well, I, I agree with what you're uh, saying. As I've, a, got a, I've got a friend that lives down there and he just said, he said it's horrible. Yeah, and I, I agree with you, I agree what you're saying about this whole situation with Ron DeSantis because even as an uh, African American man myself, he's done a lot of things that go against our community. But I think the one thing you're missing is is that they're still going to want a Republican in office. Ron DeSantis may have been doing some deplorable things down in Florida, but he's not doing things that are attacking Republicans as a party. He's also not doing things that are removing the the negative the, the positivity that quote-unquote republicans that they have on their party because what they want is they want somebody who's going to push their ideals and he's still around the sense is pushing ideals of the republican party because it's not affecting them well, as a whole i i will say this steve and then i'll give you the last word here um uh ron DeSantis is the epitome of where the republican stands for today care more about drag queens reading books to children than gun violence Make it easier for people to have guns, have no replacement for Obamacare, constantly attack the trans and gay community, Mm -hmm. constantly attack Black Lives Matter, the Black Lives Matter movement, downplay what took place on January 6th, attack the Biden administration for uh, a number of different policies, but having no policies of your own to replace them with and no solutions and taking away a woman's right to health care. That is where the Republican Party stands today. And that is who Ron DeSantis is. And, and, and that's why in my heart, I still believe that Ron DeSantis will never be the president of the United States. Okay, just let me throw this out at you. Let's just say that uh, Trump takes a back seat a little bit, okay? Let's say Ron DeSantis does get the nomination, okay? Do you think really Donald Trump is going to uh, go back and just go quietly? No. Or do you think he's no. going to run as a mega party? And I'm going to leave it at that, guys. Yes, thank, thank you so you, much. Steve. I'll listen thank to you, you. Steve. I'll appreciate leave you with it. that. Okay. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yes, thank you. that's a great question, Steve. And, and I appreciate the call, my yeah, friend. So question. let me respond by saying this. Bill Maher, in 2019, and I always thought that Bill Maher, extremely intelligent guy, a lot of people thought Bill Maher was crazy in 2019 when he said if Donald Trump loses, he's not going to leave the White House. And people laughed at him. People thought he was he was crazy for making a statement like that. Well, guess what? It turns out Bill Maher was kind of right. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump exactly. refused to leave. He refused to admit that he lost the election. Yep. And then we had something called January 6th. So, Steve... The answer is no. Right. Trump's not going to go away quietly. He's not. He And, and he's going to continue to do what he's doing, which is spread hatred, mm-hmm. incite violence. Mm-hmm. And, and I think uh, it's scary. 
No, Trump's not going away, man. He's not going away anytime soon. Uh, and, you know, even if he is convicted of at least one felony, he could never run for office again. But that doesn't mean that he can't help others run for office. He'll still mm-hmm. have a very big platform. By the way, mm-hmm. number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation is 702-221-7283. And again, now, that number is 702-221-7283. Brian, I do have a question to you as it pertains to this entire process. I agree with you as it pertains to him not wanting to leave the office and, and still pushing to have his influence. But do you believe that one, all the money that he's going to have to pour into this, these legal problems that he has is going to one, take away the, from the money he has to run for office or two, deplete him in general. And he's not going to have any money to run for office in general. Well, Trump's always going to have money because there's always going to be the suckers out there that are going to mm-hmm. donate to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he raised upwards of $300 million when he claimed it was voter fraud and, you know, election integrity. And then he used maybe 4 or $5 million of that money and he was able to keep 80% of it, mm-hmm. you know. So, so yeah. Um, so what I'm looking at right now, and again, this isn't real time. I'm going to have to go through it and look at it. Uh, but I'm going to read a little bit of the statement of facts that uh, Justin just printed out for me. Thank you, Justin. Uh, uh, and I'm going to go to uh, page four. I was mm-hmm. told to read suppressing woman's woman one's accounts. Now, they're mm-hmm. not using names in this, and I'm going to read it because I guess from what the media is telling me, this is one of the more important counts, mm-hmm. and I'm going to read it verbatim. About five months before the presidential election, in or about June 2016, the editor-in-chief of the National Enquirer and AMI's chief content officer contacted lawyer A about a woman, woman one, we're talking about Stormy Daniels and Michael Cohen, obviously, mm-hmm. who alleged she had a sexual relationship with the defendant while he was married. The editor-in-chief updated lawyer reg- uh, regularly about the matter over text message and by telephone. Mm-hmm. The defendant did not want this information to become public because he was concerned about the effect it could have on his candidacy. Therefore, the defendant, the AMI CEO and lawyer A, had a series of discussions about who should pay off woman one to secure the silence. I would imagine mm-hmm. they have evidence of this. Could be text messages. Mm-hmm. Could even be phone calls. Yep. Uh, apparently, uh, and again, according to the introduction of the statement of facts in this case, Donald J. Trump repeatedly and fraudulently falsified New York business records to conceal criminal conduct that hid damaging information about the voting public during the 2016 presidential election. Mm -hmm. From August 2015 to December 2017, the defendant orchestrated a scheme. They used the term scheme. Wow. And that's a very important word because it's committing a crime knowingly. You're doing something. You're committing a scheme. Yep. Hence the felony with others to influence the 2016 presidential election by identifying and purchasing negative information about him to suppress its publication and benefit the defendant's electoral prospects. In order to Mm. execute the unlawful scheme, the participants violated election laws and made the cause false entries in the business records of various entities in New York. The Mm. participants also took steps that mischaracterized for tax purposes the true nature of the payments made in furtherance of the scheme. Okay, this is really, really important stuff. Mm. And I'm reading this for the first time in real time. Yep. That is why this is a felony, because what the prosecutors in Manhattan are claiming is that there was malicious intent, a scheme, like a Ponzi scheme. They knew what they were doing. They knew they were lying. They knew that they were influencing possibly the outcome of an election. They knew what they were doing in advance. Donald Trump knew what he was doing in advance. Uh, He did it on purpose. Yeah, exactly. And one component of the scheme, 
they say, and again, I am reading this verbatim, okay? These are the yeah, charges, the and I am so glad that Bragg has released this so that we can learn a little bit more about it. But as we know, a lawyer then worked for the Trump Organization, special counsel, defendant, lawyer A, they're talking about Michael Cohen, who, by the way, went to jail, uh, paid 130000 to the adult film actress shortly before the election to prevent her from publicizing a sexual encounter with Trump. Mm. That $130,000 payment was made through a shell corporation he set up and funded at a bank in Manhattan. The payment was illegal. And lawyer A, Michael Cohen, has since pleaded guilty to making these Mm -hmm. illegal campaign contributions. So Mm -hmm. we knew that. Um, And there's a lot of background in here, right? And and this is public knowledge right now. Right. Right now we're looking at, you know, this is public knowledge. But this goes into grave detail. Yeah. And I don't know if Bragg already held his press conference or not. I was told that it was going to be around 1230 today. Yeah. But uh, certainly if it's a little bit later, we'll definitely be talking about it tomorrow. But this right. is this goes into grave detail. Now, right? Brian, before you get into anything further, I want to let you know that prosecutors say they intend for Stormy Daniels to actually be a witness. Mm-hmm. And prosecutors raise concern about Trump's social media posts to the judge. So... They're actually taking what's in these indictments and actually trying to make it all come to life as it pertains to getting the person one and person two to actually come and testify against this indictment. And now we're learning uh, that President Trump and some of his cronies were actually trying to suppress information from other witnesses, yep. that they were trying to intimidate other witnesses. And then we're learning a few months later in or about October, November 2015, the CEO learned that a former Trump Tower doorman was trying to sell information regarding a child mm. that apparently Donald Trump had allegedly fathered out of wedlock. What? I have no idea whether that is true or not. Um, allegedly. Uh, AMI uh, later concluded that the story was not true, but the CEO wanted to release the doorman from the agreement about five months before the presidential election in or about June 2016. Mm. The editor-in-chief of the National Enquirer contacted Michael Cohen about a woman who alleged she had a sexual relationship with the defendant while he was married. Now, this is not Stormy Daniels. We're talking about the other women now. This goes into grave detail, and apparently this other woman was paid $150,000 in exchange for her agreement not to speak out about alleged sexual relationships. So here's the deal. It's not illegal to sign a non-disclosure if you don't want information out there. Uh, We're talking about McDougal, by the way. That's not what makes this illegal. I want to be very clear on that. What makes it illegal is the lying and how it was paid off and the lies before the election and possible campaign finance violations. Those are the felonies that are involved here. You can have a hush money payment, as some people call it. It's called a non-disclosure. Mm-hmm. It happens in this country every day. It could be yep. a, you could be a, a former president, somebody running for office. You could be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. That is not what is breaking the law. Now, listen, here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, for all the Republicans out there, Jamie, mm-hmm. that have been saying this is a witch hunt, you know, without knowing any of the evidence. Well, guess what? Here's the evidence right here's here. Here's the facts. So now go ahead and fight these facts. Yes. Go ahead and fight these facts now, Republicans. And so you know Good what, luck. Brian, they're going to all say, well, it's still hearsay until he's proven guilty. Right. And that's what's going to bother me the most because you have the indictment unsealed public in your face. You have the ability, just like anybody else, Democrat or not, to go through these records and see for yourself that the facts are all there. But they're going to still come back and say, well, this is hearsay. This is made up. This is still a witch hunt until it's proven guilty. Let's wait till December 4th. They're going to keep trying to prolong everything until the facts, quote unquote, come out to them, which is meaning him being guilty. And I just want you all to say, hey, you were wrong. You were wrong. It's okay to say you were wrong. So here's what um, Eric Trump just said on Truth Social 
Um, and again, I, I call Donald Trump's, you know, kids. I mean, I, I just think they're despicable. But Alvin Bragg has shut down the entire city. By the way, that's not true. Alvin Ugh. Bragg did not shut down the entire People city. People are still going to do what they want again, to do Again, Eric Trump is lying, but he did not shut down the entire At city. All. Called up 38,000 NYPD police officers. That has not been oh confirmed either. Uh, closed down the FDR drive. Uh, the reason why the FDR was closed down for a short period of time, it's because he's the former president. It's something called the Secret Service. Uh Spending an estimated $200 million. By the way, that's not confirmed either. Eric Trump also went on to say only for a $130,000 NDA. No, if you read what's in here, this isn't about a $130,000 NDA. Exactly. That's not against the law. What is against the law is how it was paid mm-hmm. and the lying involved with and this mistake. payment. Yep. Uh, and, you know, trying to quiet witnesses and intimidate people. Yep. That's why he's charged with 34 felonies. So Eric Trump is lying. Yeah, this is misdocumentation, Eric Trump. This was not, hey, I sent you money and that was it. If that was the case, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. Um, so we're going to continue to monitor this, obviously. And uh, we're going to continue to to try to get to the facts. Now, real quick, before you head on, because I know we're about to go to a quick break. But this just in, the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is now holding his news conference. Good. So while we're on break, hopefully we can get some of the information on sure. to the show. But pay attention, guys. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to try to get more information on Alvin Bragg. And maybe you could help with that, Jamie. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. For about 10 minutes, we're going to switch topics. And then we're going to get back to the Trump stuff a little bit later. But I wanted to break down the national championship game last night, UConn Huskies. Uh, notorious uh, as one of the best programs. Well, guess what? They just won a national title mm-hmm. against the San Diego State Aztecs, who had a great year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hall of Fame coach, former NBA coach, former college coach, Lon Kruger is going to be joining us next to break that down. Super and then we'll get back uh, once we learn more information on this Alvin Bragg press conference. Uh, Jamie, you'll be able to share hopefully some of that uh, with us. So we'll yeah. take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Oh, yeah. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. 
Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. The Farmer's Burger from Farmer Boys. Beef, bacon, cheese, hand-smashed avocado, and fresh veggies. Best burger champ. That's how we drop the mic. Farmer Boys. Farm food ain't fast food. Farmer Boys' new always crispy fries stay crispier and tastier all the way home. If they make it home. Sharing is caring. Farmer Boys. Farm food ain't fast food. Hey, everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? When you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Ladies and gentlemen, now is the time for the host with no filter and the millennial who keeps him in check. Get ready for the stories that matter to you. It's Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro and Jamie D. All right, welcome back. What's up, guys? On a very uh, busy news day on a Tuesday, but um, we got a new national champion, and it's the Yukon Huskies. I grew up in Connecticut in the Jim Calhoun years, but uh, what a wonderful job Danny Hurley has done, and boy, you got to give a lot of accolades to the San Diego State Aztecs and Dutcher for what he's done with this team as well. I figured what better person to uh, to talk some hoops, uh, particularly about the game last night, than a former NBA and college coach, former UNLV coach, and uh, just a, a great guy as well. Love the Krugers, and Lon Kruger's a legend, and always great having uh, Lon join us on the show right now. Lon, thank you so much for being here. How are you? What's up, Lon? Um- I'm doing well. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. Appreciate yeah. appreciate you coming on, Coach. What was your first reaction on the game last night? I mean, it looked like UConn dominated for the most part, start to yeah. finish. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game? Well, in agreement with what you just said about the game in terms of uh, UConn pretty much uh, dominated the tournament, uh, not only last night, but throughout the tournament. They clearly uh, 
I don't remember there being a gap between the champion and everyone else <laughs> as much as uh, uh, UConn demonstrated. And San Diego State deserved to be there. I thought they uh, played great throughout, battled uh, like they always do, and uh, made it interesting with uh, six, seven minutes ago last night. Let's talk about that first before we get back to UConn, because obviously, Coach, you know Coach Dutcher very well. You, you coach against Fisher over there. And to get this San Diego State Aztec team to make it to the championship game when, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people didn't even, they weren't even sure if they're going to win one game in the tournament, let alone get to the, the championship game. How, how were they able to do this, Lon? How were they able to have this type of great run in March? Obviously, it starts with their, the, the defensive end. They've, they've always done a great job there. They're very physical. They're, they're big, strong. They're old as a group. So they were very poised and, uh, and, uh, expected to do well. Uh, I think they, uh, their advancement kind of represented the nature of the tournament. If you played this tournament, uh, you know, five different times and, and took those 68 teams and started over, you might get 20 or 30 different teams in the final four <laughs> because mm-hmm. of the parody. But, uh, San Diego State won. They advanced. They deserved the opportunity to be there. And, uh, Coach Dutch and, and his guys did a great job. You know, I, I feel like, Coach, and you can tell me whether you agree or not, but I feel like Dutcher's style, to a sense, and Fisher and these San Diego State Ag- Aztec teams, very similar to the way you coached in that, you know, number one was always rebounding in defense. If you work hard on defense and you rebound, then everything else is going to come its way. And I feel like that's the way this Aztec team played and very similar to the way you coached and your success is that defense and rebounding will always give you a chance to win no matter who you're playing, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. It gives you a good starting point regardless, uh, like you say. And then when you combine that uh, philosophy that uh, Brian Dutcher's uh, got uh, with very good players, big, strong, physical guys, then you get good results. And that's what he's done over, over his uh, – uh, certainly this Aztec team demonstrated that. Lon, what does this mean for the Mountain West Conference? You know, people have asked me, hey, what does this mean for the conference? I say, hey, it's great that the Aztecs made it to the championship game. It puts them on the map, a Mountain West Conference team. But then I fall back on, well, how about all the other teams? You know, all due respect to Nevada, all due respect to Utah State, right? All due respect to Boise. They had a good season, but they were unable to win a, an NCAA tournament game. And what, what do you make of that, the negatives and positives? Obviously, it's a huge positive that the Aztecs make it to the championship game. Very definitely for the, for the conference. Um, you know, the last two years, four teams in the Mountain West uh, <clears throat> receiving bids, uh, which uh, lends to the, the strength of the conference over these last couple of years, especially. And, uh, and then with San Diego State advancing like they did, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's conversation. Mountain West Conference, uh, conference is in the conversation and, and to win ball games. Uh, I think the conference had lost, uh, a few in a row prior to San Diego State winning in that first weekend. So uh, good for the league to get that office back. And, uh, and San Diego State's kind of set the bar pretty high. You know, other teams now have to respond and, and do what they can to close that gap. That's a good insight, Coach. Now, obviously you're watching the game last night in real time, and we were seeing how the defense from the UConn Huskies was really getting to the Aztecs. I want to know what's your thoughts and how would you grade the offense of the Aztecs last night? They missed a lot of shots in the, in the first half. Well, they did. Uh, and, 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 and Usually a combination of two things. Uh, you know, they missed a few, but as good as UConn is offensively, and they're very good, uh, they're better defensively. Mm-hmm. Their they're length, uh, the two big guys inside, you know, I thought it uh, really affected San Diego State on the short shots in the lane. Uh, of course, San Diego State can say, well, we got shots we wanted, but it's just a little different when you got that big guy in there, that 7'2 freshman, uh, 
you know, have the shoot over. So uh, mm-hmm. it changes your mindset. It changes your the arc on your shots. Uh, uh, UConn definitely had something to do with that. I hear that. Now, as we're looking at the offense from the Aztecs last night, my personal opinion was it seemed pretty rushed. It seemed like they were high anxiety, very rushed on their offense and just trying to make shots any way they can. Would you agree? Do you disagree? What's your thoughts? I totally agree. But again, that's what a good defensive team does. Mm, it disrupts okay. your rhythm. It takes you out of your comfort zone a little bit. Uh, San Diego State on the year, they've had stretches where they haven't made shots. Mm-hmm. Then you combine, uh, you know, that little bit of a shortcoming. If you, you know, if they won 30, what, 32, 35 games. So right. not a lot of yeah, shortcomings. Yeah, 32, 32. But yep. uh, if they had a shortcoming, it was uh, their, their maybe ability to go through stretches where they didn't make shots. Mm-hmm. And then you combine that with uh, the uh, strength of UConn's defense. Uh, you can see why that happened uh, in the ball game last night. Yeah, I agree. Now, with them making it to the championship for the NCAA, what does this mean for them? Next year, do you think they have another chance to make it again, or do you think, hey, this is a one-and-done spot for them? Like most teams in the country, uh, now everyone turns to the portal, and it depends on how many people they lose, and San Diego State's an older team, so they'll lose quite a few. Mm. So their ability to uh, kind of uh, restock, if you will, through the portal and uh, you know through high school as well, but uh, the portal, uh, a lot of teams in the tournament, you know, uh, Miami, did great in the portal. Uh, they're in the final four. Uh, San Diego State added a couple key pieces in the portal, and uh, obviously that paid dividends uh, for them. So uh, that portal kind of gives everyone a chance to every year. It's kind yeah. of a new age, new landscape to college athletics and the ability to kind of uh, remake your, your roster every year. Uh, that yep. can be good or bad. Makes sense. But uh, that's the nature of, the, of today's game, and uh, everyone's got that new starting point. Um, with the portal a couple weeks ago, and uh, we'll see how, how, how it plays out. Yeah. No doubt, Lon, and, you, and your son uh, uh, as the head coach of UNLV is certainly experiencing that. If you're just joining us, legendary head coach Lon Kruger. It's always fun uh, having him joining us. Uh, coach, a couple more quick questions for you. Let's talk about UConn. You know, you know Jim Calhoun very well. You know the Hurley family. We know Bobby Hurley just got a contract extension at Arizona State. Hurley Sr., a legend, obviously, in his own right. What do you make of this UConn program, Coach? Because it's had a little bit of turmoil the last 10, 10, 12 years, right? I mean, with Jim Calhoun retiring, and I don't know if you call it a scandal, but there were allegations there. And then we all know what happened with Kevin Ollie. Did a great job, wins a national championship. And then you had that lawsuit. And then they hired Danny Hurley, who did a great job in Rhode Island. Gets the UConn job. The first couple of years were rough, but he was building the program. And he gets to this point. I mean, that very difficult, right, for what he was able to accomplish in what he took over and now winning a national championship. What do you make of this program and what Danny Hurley was able to do? Well, he's done a fantastic job. Uh, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't typically happen overnight, uh, especially, you know, Danny Hurley uh, in his fifth season won his first NCAA tournament game this year. And then, of course, wins the national championship. But he's done a great job in, in uh, remaking that, uh, that team, that program. You know, this is the fifth national championship since, what, 99? Right. So you can argue uh, since 99, they've won more than anyone else. You know, clearly. So uh, very good, very good program. They've had some ups and downs, but uh, it's kind of, uh, what have you done for me lately? And uh, certainly he's on a, on a big role and uh, doing a great job. 
So I uh, I ran into uh, Anderson Hunts, a good friend of mine, and he said uh, you you spoke with him at the Pac-12 tournament, and and it's just cool seeing uh, you know all these basketball guys like yourself, guys like Anderson Hunt, you know, watching March Madness and all these tournaments. But this was different this year, right, Lon? Because we actually had the NCAA tournament here. We had the Sweet 16, which I was fortunate enough to attend, and and I thought it was a, a smash hit, you know, from the standpoint of everybody seemed to have a great time. And, and it went great, and, and the national champion had to play through here in the UConn Huskies. What do you make of the fact that, uh, you know, the NCAA tournament was here, the Sweet 16, and it's just a matter of time right before we get the Final Four? It was fantastic. And uh, no surprise uh, that the, the city did great by the Sweet 16. Uh, everyone I talked to uh, really uh, had a great time. The fans, of course, that traveled to Vegas always have a great time. So uh, now the, uh, you know, uh, Final Four coming in 28. So, uh, yeah, you know, Vegas is built for it. You know, fans love it. Um, you know, the accommodations are first class. And uh, really, that's, uh, that's why with uh, USA Basketball in the summertime, uh, the Olympic team comes here to travel. Uh, five conference tournaments, you know, in, uh, in March come into Vegas. Uh, there's a reason for it because yeah. Vegas is built for it and do such a great job. And you know, Lon, you were such a huge part of, uh, you know, if you were not here, I don't believe we get the Mendenhall Center and, and, and you were at the forefront of that. How rewarding, I, I always wanted to ask you this, how rewarding is that for you knowing that you played such a huge role in, in the Mendenhall uh, Center there where USA basketball practices there all the time? You've got NBA teams that practice there, uh, NBA summer league teams that practice there. How rewarding is it to know that you were such a huge part of that? Well, I was I was uh, not that big of a part because uh, the Mendenhall family was a big was right, a big of course. Part. <laughs> but you you played a huge role in it as well. I mean, I know you're a no, I pre- guy. Yeah, no, I, pre- I appreciate that. But uh, you know, the Mendenhall family was outstanding. Uh, they understood the significance of it, and even to this day, there's not many in the country, if any, that are better as it relates to uh, practice facilities. But uh, you know, the Brad Rothermill had a lot to do with that. Uh, Maury Gallagher, uh, so you know, Mike Shepard on our staff. Sure. Did a great job in uh, in the design of it, and uh, there's a lot of a lot of people, a lot of uh, good people involved in it, and uh, it's a great facility, and and certainly the Rebel program benefits from it today. Yeah, no question. Last question for you, coach, and it's probably the most important one. Let's talk about coaches versus cancer. You you played such a big part in raising money for charity and helping to fight this uh, unfortunately this disease that uh, affects so many people. We're all touched by this. Uh, can you talk about your next event? Uh, what's upcoming? How people can get involved because you do such a wonderful job and so many do in raising money for this wonderful charity i appreciate that opportunity for sure because uh, as you mentioned uh, we've all been touched by cancer to one degree or another and uh, it's a terrible disease and we're making big strides we've got a long way to go but uh, people are living uh, longer uh, with the disease they're living more quality lives uh, mm-hmm. than ever before the doctors do such a good job uh, we've got to continue to raise dollars uh, to give them uh, better tools to, to win that battle. But one of the new programs we've got now, not new, but uh, a point of emphasis going forward is the Road to Recovery program in which uh, American uh, Cancer Society uh, nationwide, they've uh, you know got volunteers that drive cancer patients to treatments, whether it be radiation or chemo or whatever. Right. One of the biggest uh, reasons for not getting to their treatments is lack of transportation. And a lot of times that's in underserved areas. So, uh, mm. you know, we're on a kick right now to recruit more volunteer drivers in the Las Vegas Valley. And uh, we're having you know, success. Uh, we need more. But, uh, you know, folks can call uh, 1-800-227-2345 and get more information about that. Or they can call me directly 
Uh, it's, it's a great program, and uh, and uh, cancer patients appreciate it so much. Uh, uh, it's, it's a feel good. It's a feel good voluntary effort for sure. Realizing you're helping people at a tough time in their life, you know, uh, win the battle against cancer. Absolutely. And yes. there's any time, any time you want to come on and, and promote any events, if there's any way we can help, we'll gladly do it, Lon. Always a class act, uh, you know, wonderful family, and I appreciate you coming on, Lon. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. I'm yeah, sure we'll you, see Lon. you. I'm sure we'll see you maybe around NBA Summer League or something, right? We'll see you soon, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Yes. Appreciate your support. Thanks, Thanks Lon. Lon. Always a pleasure. You thank, thank you so much. That's Lon Kruger. What a great man. What yes, a great clap it up for Lon. What a what a great family. Uh what he's done, um raising helping to raise money for charity for for coaches versus cancer. It's just what a great guy. God, do I miss him coaching here. Oh, you know, uh, UNLV was of national relevance. They were, for the most part, top 25 in the country. Lon was winning NCAA tournament games. He was mm. winning the Mountain West Conference tournament. There were 10,000-plus, maybe more, in the Thomas and Mac. those great rivalries versus BYU. He developed players. We just had Wink Adams in studio a few weeks ago, the Joel Anthony's of the world. I like Kevin. He's a really good guy. The first two years have been a little rough, particularly this last year. I'm really hoping that he can turn things around next year. I always have hope when Lon Kruger is around the program that things might just work out. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to wait and see. But uh, always a pleasure uh, and an honor to to speak with Lon Kruger. What a great man and, and what a great storied career he's had. I want to tell you guys about my good friends at uh, Jackson's Bar and Grill located at Flamingo and Jones. Now, C-Win is really going to love the, uh, some of the uh, promotions, Jamie. And by the way, Jamie <laughs> has been infiltrated in video poker over there at Jackson's. I wanted <laughs> yes, to add that. I love it. So listen to some of the promotions they have this month. They have these hot seats on Mondays, okay. right? Uh, uh, you can receive $25 in free play on, uh, on Mondays if you're just playing at a certain time hmm. and then you can receive up a hundred dollars in free play uh drawings at 4 a.m 4 p.m 8 a.m 8 p.m 12 p.m 12 a.m if you're just playing Ooh. you could be playing 25 cent uh, max bet y- you get these hot seats where you win a hundred bucks now here's hmm. where chris wind comes into play because <laughs> on wednesdays in april on all kino machines you get three times on points hmm. just for playing on Wednesdays uh, and playing Keno. So that's pretty cool. Check them out. Jackson's Bar and Grill located at Flamingo and Jones. Great people. Great atmosphere. Great food. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm there all the time. I love it. Brian and Robin are wonderful people. And I, and I love it. They're awesome. Yeah. Uh, listen, when I went to play my first ever <laughs> video poker game, I was shook. <laughs> Brian, I didn't know how to play video poker. It was you and the other Brian at Jackson's Bar and Grill. Let me tell you all, if you are at Jackson's Bar and Grill, you're missing out. The vibe is great. Yes, yes you're talking to a millennial, and you may think, oh, millennial, uh, what do you know? <laughs> I know a lot when by you go way, in there and try it out. <laughs> by the way, there's a nickname I have for somebody that does a radio show here in Las Vegas. I won't say who he is, mm. but my nickname for him is the Millennial Puke. Whoa. There's a guy that does a morning show Whoa. in this town, and my Whoa. nickname for him is a millennial, Wait, millennial why, puke. Why does it have to come after what I just said? <laughs> well, you just you reminded me because... In a bad way? Yes, because what? there's a friend of mine that works for the Las Vegas Aviators. By the way, the home opener is today. We're yeah. going to be attending the game. I can't wait. Exciting. And a friend of mine who works for the Aviators always comes up to me, and he says, I love it when you call that guy the millennial puke. So you just mm. reminded me. Well, I need to not say that anymore, because now I feel like that's a bad connotation for no, me. No, it's great. I mean, it's... Oh, it's great when I say it. You're not a millennial. <laughs> what am the guy, I? The guy who does a radio show here in the morning. It's a sports show. He's a millennial puke. What would you say? I am millennial what? You're not a puke. Millennial. You're a millennial. Well, I, I want. A, I need a nice adjective after it. A positive. Um, 
I'm going to have to think about okay, that because okay. I don't want to just make something up that doesn't have a ring to it. I'll okay. To... Well, we have to go to but break. But you're not a puke. You're okay, not a puke. Good. No. Well, we have to go to break. But before we do, I want to remind you all that we are live on all of our social media accounts. Trust me, the social media YouTube account is where it's yes. at. We are behind the scenes in the studio. You get to see me scratching my face. You get to see, see Brian yes. Shapiro shaking when he is talking about Trump. Because let me tell you, he gets red and that vein comes out of his neck. That's how you know he means business. Listen, guys, follow us on all social media accounts at PTL Radio Show. PTL Radio Show. PTL R-A-D-I-O-S-H-O-W. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, Jamie and Numchuck are going to give us uh, some of the new updates that we may have right. in regards to the Donald Trump uh, indictment. And I know that Bragg just held a press conference. So a lot to get to. Take a quick break. Be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSA. Let's do it. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? And you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702 808-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey, everybody. It's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your healthcare needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries, you name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. 
Jumpers Jungle Family Fun Center is an indoor children's jump and party space in Las Vegas located at 2050 South Rainbow Boulevard. Kids of all ages can come and jump on our bouncers, race through the obstacle courses, speed down the mega slides, slam dunk into the basketball hoops, and much more. Are you looking for that perfect birthday party venue? Look no further. Jumpers Jungle has a party package that will fit your needs. Check out the open play schedule online at jumpersjungle.com or call 702-463-JUMP. It's time to jump your way to fun at Jumpers Jungle on the corner of Oki and Rainbow. The best choice for convenience, comfort, and value, My Place Hotels are ideal for both short-term and long-term travelers. The rooms at My Place features pillow top mattresses, microfiber bedding, and a variety of soft and firm pillows. All extended stay rooms offer their own kitchen, which includes a full-size refrigerator and a cooktop. On-site laundry facilities are also available for extended stays at pet-friendly My Place Hotels. Book your stays online at MyPlaceHotels.com, My Place Hotels, St. George, and West Jordan, Utah. Make My Place your place. Shopping is always easy with the Radio Shopping Show. Whether it's shopping during any one of our live shows right here on AM 1400 or listening live on the KSHP app, you can always call in at 702-221-7283 to pick up great deals with your favorite host. Or shop 24-7 at KSHP.com. Go to KSHP.com and select Shopper's Guide to browse hundreds of businesses featured on the show. Place your order online and we'll have it shipped right to your front door. With so many possibilities, it's hard not to shop. Ladies and gentlemen, now is the time for the host with no filter and the millennial who keeps him in check. Get ready for the stories that matter to you. It's Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro and Jamie D. All right, welcome back. Welcome. If you're not feeling well, I would imagine Donald Trump not be, might not be feeling well this afternoon. Sarah West Urgent Primary Care, man. They're the best. I was in and out of there in 20 minutes. No appointment needed. You can give them a call, 702-248-0554. You can also visit them online at sarahwesturgentcare.com, 6125 West Sahara. Uh, they take most insurances. If you don't have insurance, it's only 95 bucks. You can't beat that. Oh, Please really? check them out. Yeah, Sahara West Urgent Primary Care. They will take care of you because they took care of me. That's exciting. Check them out. All right, so uh, quickly, before we get to the uh, breaking news, and, and I know we have some Alvin Bragg audio that we're going to share with you. He just held a press conference. We have a very special guest joining us in studio tomorrow. Um, his name is Frank Citro. Now, uh, you may have heard his name before. He is an ex-con. He is in the Nevada Black Book. I'm scared, y'all. Joe Pesci stayed in his home for a month to get to know him before they filmed the movie Casino. Uh, it is alleged by the government that he was a... Uh, resource of organized crime and mm. he wouldn't mind me saying that we had a conversation the other day. there's certain questions i can't ask him like how many people have you whacked <laughs> stupid <laughs> questions like that but this is a guy who knew spilatro he knew lefty rosenthal this guy doesn't mess around and i cannot wait to pick his brain and interview him tomorrow so uh frank citro I feel like I'll be in a, a in a scene from The Sopranos. I feel like I'm interviewing Tony Soprano in real life. Uh, pretty pretty amazing stuff. So Frank will be in studio tomorrow, and uh, I, I don't know which way this interview is going to go, but I think it's going to be very interesting. Brian, if you get me stabbed tomorrow, we're going to have not a whole get, issue. Frank is a nice guy. You're not going to get. I stabbed. better not get whacked because no, you asked a crazy not, question. You're not going to get whacked. <laughs> Frank Frank is a really nice guy. I didn't move here to get stabbed. I'm sure, I'm sure it'll go very well. All right, so I want to play you a little bit of audio, and then Jamie's going to update us on some some information. But Alvin Bragg. The DA in Manhattan just held a press conference in regards to the uh, Donald Trump indictment and the court appearance today. And he made some very general statements to start, but I want to play them for you. This is Alvin Bragg and what he had to say to start the press conference. At its core, this case today is one with allegations like so many of our white collar cases. Allegations that someone lied again 
and again to protect their interests and evade the laws to which we are all held accountable. As this office has done time and time again, we today uphold our solemn responsibility to ensure that everyone stands equal before the law. No amount of money and no amount of power changes that enduring American principle. Mm. All right. So very general statements yeah. that I think any lawmaker or well, I shouldn't say any lawmaker, but any attorney, any any justice yeah. of the peace, any judge w- would agree. Stuff he's been saying this yeah, entire time. Donald Trump much. is not above the law. So nothing yeah. really earth shattering there. But Jamie, what, what, what can you tell us Listen, about anything here? The news today is breaking. And I'm going to start off with what the Manhattan District Attorney is saying because we just listened to his audio. He says they actually have additional evidence that wasn't in the previous DA's possession. Now, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg said it at a news conference Tuesday, which is today, that his office uncovered additional evidence that was not in their possession prior to his time at district attorney. And speaking out the time, speaking about the timing of the charges and his predecessor's decision not to bring charges against Trump in this case, Bragg said, I don't bring cases prior to it through and I don't bring cases prior to it through in rigorous invest- investigation, which kind of doesn't make any sense. I don't bring cases prior to it through in rigorous investigation, whatever. Now, having done so, the case has been brought. Now, what this pretty much means to those who are listening in is that there's new evidence. He wants to bring up more cases and he has more reason to prove Trump guilty. So here's what's really, really important here with what uh, you just stated there, Jamie, is because if you again, if you speak to the right wing buffoons out there that are defending Trump, they'll say, Oh, well, the prior prosecutor passed on this case and this person passed on it. Well, guess what? If they're now saying that there's all this new evidence that maybe the prior prosecutor, the prior DA didn't have, mm-hmm. but you won't hear that from Republicans. So that's also very important. Here's another cut from Alvin Bragg that we're going to play for you now just moments ago in this press conference. The charges related to the Hush Money Payments from Daniels, the release from your office, also mentions another woman, Karen McDougal, as well as a doorman. Can you comment on how those players are related charges you've brought to the case overall it's it's a i'm glad you put your 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 finger on that because it's not just about one payment uh it is 34 business records uh 34 false statements and business records that were concealing criminal conduct um and uh the earlier question about new york state election law when i talked about conspiracy uh to to promote a candidacy by unlawful means those unlawful means, we allege, include uh, the conduct, uh, you know, set forth uh, in the statement of facts, which is, you know, additional false statements separate and apart from the charge ones in AMI uh, documents, planned false statements to tasking authorities. Uh, it's, it is not just uh, that one, one $130,000 wire payment. I just want to emphasize what Bragg just said, because I talked about this when I was reading these documents live mm-hmm. on the air, and I read it for you. It's yeah. not just about Stormy Daniels. It's, it's not- also about this woman, McDougal, who apparently got a $150,000 mm-hmm. hush payment, which was illegal based on how they paid her. Uh, and then this doorman, this whole conspiracy about you know Donald Trump having a, a baby and all that. Now we have this doorman involved that I guess they got some evidence from. So it's not yeah. just the Stormy Daniels payment. Right. And I want to fact check myself because you know, I always want to hold myself accountable. My computer did glitch when I was reading that statement. It said, Bragg said, I don't bring cases prior to a thorough and rigorous investigation. Right. Now, with what we just heard in that audio clip, we're also seeing in the breaking news that participants in the alleged scheme, let's use the word scheme, new payoffs were unlawful. Right. So again, back to your point, this is not about the fact that he just sent him, uh, well, 
Michael Cohen sent Stormy Daniels and other participants $130,000 and more. It's the fact that they knew this was unlawful. Correct. It's the fact that they misdocumented this on purpose. It's the fact that they used campaign funds to then pay off Michael Cohen and his unlawful payments and then try to sweep this all under the rug. That's, the facts are there in that part. That's what makes this illegal. Now, they use the term scheme, and, and in order to uh, say it's a scheme, you have to have evidence in order for it to be a – that's what makes it a felony. And as you said, the, they knew – and when I say they knew, you're mm. talking about Donald J. Trump and mm. maybe some of his attorneys like Michael Cohen already mm. went to jail. They knew that these payoffs were unlawful mm. and they did it anyway. That's mm. what makes it a scheme and that's what makes it a felony. Mm. You know, it's not illegal to sign, have someone uh, deal with the non-disclosures. Non-disclosures are very legal. Yep. As long as they're done legally, they mm. happen every single day in this country. That's not what Donald Trump did that was against the law. Mm. What was against the law, and it's becoming very clear here, is the way the payments were made knowing that they were unlawful payments, where the mm -hmm. payments came from, how they put it under the table, knowing that it was illegal. Mm -hmm. It was a scheme, and they yep. didn't do it once. Mm -hmm. They didn't just do it with Stormy Danos. It appears as though they did it with this McDougal mm -hmm. uh, as well. And you have, uh, and this is something else. You hear Mike Pence, and you hear all these jackasses on Fox News that are, you know, these Republicans that didn't even have the evidence. Well, guess what? Now we have the evidence. Mm. I can't wait to hear what they have to say now about this stuff. Let me say this. As it pertains to the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, I can understand why some people may be saying, why choose the lowest case to go after Trump on? Let's look at the facts. It's not just about it being the highest or lowest case or being one of the 34 cases. It's about holding somebody accountable for the things you do while trying to be the president and while also being the president. One thing that the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg said, which I applaud him on, is we will not normalize criminal conduct no matter who you are as a individual who actually pays tax dollars who actually does his due diligence and goes and votes every time there's a presidential election and even when we have local elections i want to know the people we have in power can still be brought down if they do something against the american society and we have uh, another cut from alvin bragg that justin has us here and this is bragg talking exactly about that earlier this afternoon donald trump was arraigned on a New York Supreme Court indictment, returned by a Manhattan grand jury on 34 felony counts of falsifying business records in the first degree. Under New York state law, it is a felony to falsify business records with intent to defraud and an intent to conceal another crime. That is exactly what this case is about. 34 false statements made to cover up other crimes. These are felony crimes in New York State. No matter who you are, we cannot and will not normalize serious criminal conduct. And I applauded for that. When you look at the situation at hand, you're looking at an individual who thought he can get away with anything and everything. That sets a precedent for other precedents, for other people who come into power who think, I can do whatever I want because I'm the president or because I already have a large following or base. When you're looking at this, you're hearing specifically and clearly what the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg is saying. And how much do you want to bet there are Republicans out there who are going to still take these words and say, 
He's doing this as a witch hunt. He's lying. There is no evidence. Come on. The great Joe Walsh, who uh, is a former presidential candidate, former congressman of Chicago, who's a friend who comes on this show all the time. I want to read one of his tweets to what you're in mentioning to, which I think makes complete sense. I love Joe Walsh. Mm -hmm. He said, quote, a Trump supporter just told me Democratic presidents better watch out. The same will happen to them. I told him I agree. If Democratic presidents commit felonies and incite a violent attempt to overthrow an American election, they better watch out. The same will happen to them. Completely agree. If you can find me Joe Biden committing felonies, uh, yeah. go ahead. Uh, have at it. If he incited an insurrection, have at it. If you can find me a Democrat that incited an insurrection, have at it. Mm -hmm. Joe Walsh also said 46 presidents in all of American history, and now only one of them has ever been a criminal defendant. Uh, he said, called Donald J. Trump a coward, just like his dad, uh, you know, and, and and went on to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene and some other things. Joe mm -hmm. Walsh is 100% correct. Yep. And for all these people on Fox News and these right-wing echo chamber radio shows, not even nationally, but right here in Las Vegas, the Wayne Allen Kooks, the Kevin Walls, the Allen Stocks, you're all cowards because you will never go on the air and speak truth. And you will not go on the air and say, listen, if Donald Trump committed a felony, if he's found guilty in a court of law, then so be it. He deserves it. You'll never hear the right wing echo chamber radio host ever talk like that. They'll say it's a Democratic hoax, just like COVID. They'll say, oh, this guy bragged it was all political. It's all about Democrats. It's all about liberals. It's all about George Soros. No, this is about the rule of law. If you break the law. You need to be held to account. It doesn't matter if you're a regular everyday schmo like me or if you're the former president of the United States. You need to be held to account. These are 34 felony counts. Mm -hmm. These see, appear to be serious, serious enough that it could lead to jail time. Do I think Donald Trump is going to go to jail? Probably not. Probably not. But he could be a convicted felon in a year. The former president of the United States could be spending the rest of his life as a convicted felon that couldn't even get a job at McDonald's. Mm. So, uh, so this is interesting. We're going to have to wait and see how this thing plays out all the republican right-wing echo chamber shows they're all going to be defending trump they're all going to continue to call it a witch hunt yep. until donald trump is actually convicted in a court of law and then they'll still say that it was liberals and it was you know you know lies the judge you know so that that's the way it's probably going to go here at least the next hours days weeks months years i want everyone listening in to know that there is always a third degree of separation. And if you know any Republican who's out there who is saying what they're saying and wants to have their voice heard on our station, bring them on. We would love to talk to them about what they think about this case. It's not a we believe what we say is right. It's a we know what the facts are and the facts state this. And we would love to talk to those people who are out there who say that. Um, We're wrong. What we know is that um, you're innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Mm -hmm. Do I think Donald Trump is guilty? Of course I do. Do I think Alvin Bragg just put up these 34 charges without real evidence? No. No. This is a guy who got his law degree from Harvard. This Ooh. is a very intelligent man Hold on. who knows what he is doing. Don't care whether he's a Democrat or a Republican. We're now going to have to see how this plays out uh, in the courts. Right. I know we have to go. We have to go because and in. But I want to leave you off with saying this breaking news. Charging documents put Trump at the center of alleged catch and kill scheme. That's serious. You know what that means? No. No? So let me read real quick. Manhattan prosecutors have placed Donald Trump at the center of an alleged catch-and-kill scheme to suppress negative stories about himself during his candidacy, according to the statement of facts supporting the former president's indictment. In August 2015, shortly after announcing his presidency for 
the candidate, candidacy for presidency, Trump met at the Trump Tower with his new then lawyer and fixer Michael Cohen and the CEO of the media company. Yeah, I think what they mean. I think what the they National mean by Acquirer. I think what they mean by catch and kill is is basically uh, to you know kill the story. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's the terms that they are using. I don't think Donald Trump's a murderer. No, but, but catch and kill <laughs> is something certainly. And we're going to monitor this story. Frank Citro is going to be joining us in studio tomorrow, but certainly to start the show tomorrow, we're going to be updating you on all this information. Uh, it's going to lot. I'm going to be. Ha- I'm telling you, man. My 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 eyes are going to be glued to the news, the television today, uh, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Yeah. Same time, same place. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We got to go. Guys. And uh, me and Jamie will see you on the air tomorrow. We're going to take a 22-hour break. Thanks to yeah. Chuck, and we will see you guys yeah. tomorrow. Have Thanks, a great Justin. Day.